Hey, hello. Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of The Last Ones In Podcast. I'm the host, Sorta E, joined today with Robbie. Hi. And my brother, D. Hello, I'm back. Yeah. Uh, Dry is still not here. Oh. No, so we, we got a D to kind of hold ourselves over on lack of dry for now. Yeah. I'm just a place filler. <laughs> <laughs> and uh behind the behind this scenes thing, uh D was supposed to be here for our Mononoke episode. Yeah, we <laughs> had some technical issues cuz he couldn't be here in person. So, we tried to get it to work, but just technical issues. Yeah. We tried. We sure tried we for did, like 30 we minutes. We tried. sure tried. But, I, I, um, I think we started like an hour late because yeah. <laughs> we were just trying to get it to work. Uh, just playing like just the tip with the computer. Like, okay, maybe if I just like yeah. slowly start adding the programs in and then eventually just went like, hey, that's illegal. And then yeah. cut me off. But um, so as I said last week, when Jirai is out away, the anime comes out to play. And, you know, we're watching such, like, obscure anime. Super of, obscure. Uh, top I'm, ten most obscure anime of I'm all sure time. sure only, like, the most hardcore of fans have only heard yeah. of this one. Uh, we watched Spirited Away. 2001 Spirited Away. Such a rarity. I know. I haven't seen it. We watched the whole <laughs> Monogatari series. <laughs> I actually dug up Chargeman Ken. Oh, I found it on. Uh, I found it in the back alley. They said five dollars. I just took it. No one was there. And there's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I sit right next to the ET Atari cartridges. Yeah, I actually was like trying to pull out my wallet, and he handed me five dollars. So I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Please take this. Yeah. <laughs> Little did you know that the DVD was taped to the back of that five dollar bill. <laughs> And that's how we got Spirited Away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 2001 Spirited Away. Uh, just the random facts out of the way. Two hours. Uh, HBO said four minutes. The other stuff I looked at said five. I'm going to imagine it's yeah. some change. Probably. I mean, I guess it counts if you want to put credits into it, too. Like I yeah. said, Princess Mononoke was two hours and 13 minutes, which is the length of the actual movie. But you put credits into that, too, and it goes longer. Yeah. Uh, this movie is rated PG. Uh, I didn't see anything about why 2001's not really a time they yeah. use that a lot. I want to say probably like scary images or theatric probably. elements maybe. I'm also going to I don't know if I think this is, is a PG movie. I feel like yeah. PG-13's <laughs> a lot more. I, I feel like in the way that like Princess Mononoke was a hard PG-13, this is a hard PG. Yeah. I don't know. Like there's a lot of like very harsh imagery as well as like blood and yeah. other <laughs> violence there's a little disturbing parts yeah very disturbing imagery but i watched it when i was like 10 so i mean yeah, that's true but i also watched a lot of bad things at <laughs> yeah. I, that that's the thing like without going too much into the movie like it i don't know if i think it needs to have a pg but i do think the people who should watch it are probably uh the people in the pg range yeah yeah so, you know, it's it's like it's it's one of those things where like my mind tells me this should get a higher rating, but my heart tells me anyone should watch this movie. So yeah, when you're like the age of uh, Chihiro, is that your name, right? Yeah, Chihiro. Uh, when you're her age, it's probably like when I watched it when I was younger, you almost like connect to the character more because you're like, oh, look at this person that's like my age trying to go through this journey and get out of this thing. Yeah, for sure. Um. Also, we we haven't done this for a bit, I feel like, but uh, I did find a budget, which is $19 million. 
Okay, Yeehaw. so anyone want to guess how much money this made? All of it. <laughs> Wait. In yen? No, in, in U.S. dollars. It was 19, I would say 365 million. I'd you say, are really close. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was about to say, like, either between, like, 200, 250 million. 355 million. Oh, it was 10 million you off. You are 10 million off. Yeah. So, you know, big success for Ghibli. Oh, Not yeah. that yeah. they <laughs> weren't already doing insanely well, but, like, <laughs> this was super huge. Um, And if anyone wants to watch it, it is streaming on HBO Max. That's where we watched it. And you can rent it on Amazon, and it didn't say anywhere else. It didn't say if you could on YouTube, so I'm going to hmm. just cautionly say I think just Amazon, but like we said, HBO Max, yeah. uh, maybe watch it sooner rather than later. The Discovery merger is kind of fucking a lot of things up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I did find it, though. for It's rated PG for some scary moments. Ah, yeah. There are <laughs> no, some, some scary. You know, yeah, there's some <laughs> scary moments in this for sure. Uh, yeah. But, um... And uh, for people who haven't watched this, this is a surprise I'm hosting, which probably is a surprise to a lot of people already. <laughs> uh, I have seen Spirit Away. I saw it first time three or so years ago. Dry actually took me to it. There was a, a special event at our movie theater. Okay. Uh, D, have you seen this? I have seen it multiple times, not in the past few years recently. Actually, a lot of stuff I didn't really remember that happened in the movie so that was a good refresher yeah and yeah. robbie this is technically the first time i've seen it uh like i said i've seen bits and pieces but it was one of those like when i thought of St- studio ghibli i always thought of you know uh princess mononoke because that was my introduction to them mm-hmm. uh then like as an adult it became harder and harder for me to find some of their movies uh i saw like bits and pieces of this movie i think i like walked into the theater whenever i was at job Corps and they were playing this and like saw like one of the scenes towards the climax and yeah. had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, last week, we if you were listening, uh, this actually got brought up, and Robbie was saying he did, hadn't seen it, and I think this is one of, like, the pivotal movies that people should just see, no matter, like, just period. There's no if ands, or buts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So we Kinda dropped like... everything. We definitely had a plan for the second week. Jariah wasn't totally. here, <laughs> but we dropped it for for the, Spirited Away. It's a banger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can definitely see this as one of those like hundred movies you should see before you die kind of list. Yeah. Uh, but here is the back of the box real quick before we get into other stuff. During her family's move to the suburbs, a sullen ten-year-old girl wanders into a world ruled by gods, witches, and spirits. And where humans are changed into beasts. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, fairly decent. That's a pretty decent summary of the movie. This is this is a movie. It's it's kind of hard to like make a back of the box for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Without <laughs> there giving, are like, things, the story. Yeah, there yeah. are things that just kind of happen in this movie too. Yeah. So, but hey, before we get into all the movie stuff, Robbie, how have you been? I had somewhat of a stressful week this week. Oh. Um, no. Because Dry is not here, I was the one who was editing last week's episode, which I came back here on Sunday to just go ahead and try to edit the whole thing out in one day, and I was doing pretty good on the progress, and like one thing that I found out with this program is they have something called merging, which, you know, because every now and then if there's like little bits and pieces of an episode that you need to take out for either time constraint or like 
we tend to rant sometimes yeah. and then i while i was <laughs> editing i realized that sometimes you would say something and i would just repeat what you said back to, back <laughs> to you and uh so i was like sitting there cutting some things out and i found something called the merge tool on this and i was like oh cool because you know you split something to take it out and then you have to like kind of move the files back together so uh-huh. that way there's a consistent talking point to it and with merging there's no longer just that split there it like actually merges the are the file together so mm. instead of having to move it in like tiny blocks whenever you delete something you can just move it in as one big block and i kept on thinking like hey this is a really cool tool until i was probably about 90 percent done with editing this and i had a fatal error and lost oh, everything no. and i couldn't figure out why it happened like it crashed the whole computer i had to res- i had to restart oh, the whole thing shit. <laughs> and i was like okay what the hell happened and like i went back uh tried to go back to the file and like i said everything was gone like it was back to its original state before any editing was done and i looked at the file size and like you know being in a wave format these are usually like you know between like one to two gigabytes i think this one in particular is maybe like two two and a half uh i just like hovered my mouse over it to like see what the size was of it uh apparently it makes copies whenever you do a merge (laughs) so Doing that 20 oh, no. some times, it went up to an 88 gigabyte oh file. My God. <laughs> so it ended up filling up the hard drive, Holy which shit. is why it crashed the whole computer. Okay, could you imagine if you didn't discover that and then Dry gets back and his computer can't fit anything else <laughs> yeah. on it? That's pretty much what would have happened if I didn't catch it. Because I looked at that, I was like, oh, that makes total sense. Why does he fucking do that? Why would you decide a program like that? I don't know. Like, oh, I saw that and I was like, oh my God, oh, like this makes so much more sense and so uh, at this point it was like six o'clock in the morning on monday whenever this happened and so and you have work yeah i did have work so like i just had to like come and like i get off work at 2 30 in the morning so i just like come here at three o'clock in the morning and edit (laughs) for a few hours and then go home and get some sleep and then go back to work and i did that for a couple of days so i'm surprised that i didn't get the cops called on me because there's some (laughs) random car was driving up to here and just staying for a few hours with lights on and then just leaving to be fair I feel like any of the neighbors here probably are just expecting cars to show up at randomly in like midnight nowadays. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, to be fair, some of the neighbors do know me here because, you know. Yeah, because you live here. We know each other. Yeah, we live here now. <laughs> we all stay in the podcast room, even me. <laughs> yeah, he, just, he every now and then is, we always ask him and he's like, ah, not this week, I got uh, a headache. Like, uh, not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> he just rolls over in bed and like, all right, I guess no D today. <laughs> they just sit on top of me and record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you ever hear some like weird like crunching noises, that's these bones. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the file size was so big of that, I just eventually just gave it to Activision, and now it has multiplayer and Call of Duty. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, uh, that was my big thing of the week that I had to overly correct on. Well, you learned something. Though. I did learn something. Don't ever look for cool tools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never ne- make life easier never- on yourself. <laughs> Never try to go outside of the mold. Just stay where you're supposed to be at. <laughs> Never progress. Uh, but, hey, D, it's been a while since we've had you on the show. How have you been in over a while? <laughs> well, in a while, I've been pretty good. I, uh, I've been doing lots of, I know, I mean, same of the usual stuff. I've been doing art, you know, uh, kind of more practice lately, I guess. Yeah. And just kind of experimenting with styles. I've been finding some cool new, like, styles to break it up and have still my style but also have like iterations of my own style so i have like different 
ways I can do projects and break it up to not always be like a drawing and then I color it. Mm -hmm. I could just do like, I'll make this one with three colors only or whatever, like a simple silhouette. Or I'm going to paint this one. So I've been working with that. And I've been liking it so far, actually. My art uh, lately has been pretty cool. So I've been digging that. Uh, Just, you know, working from home mostly. I uh, go Lucky. in like Monday and Wednesdays. Yeah, it's pretty sweet actually. <laughs> okay, there's no way you could work from home, Robbie. <laughs> no, there is no way I can work, work bring, from home. It's why I'm just, saying he's lucky. You <laughs> just bring the machine back to your house, his own workshop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you could just start your own factory in your house. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure your neighbors would love hearing that. Yeah. Machine oh yeah, at just hearing <laughs> 3 a.m. Hearing heavy machinery going at like 90 decibels throughout <laughs> the entire night. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty chill. I just go like twice a week for full days, and then the rest of the week. Um, I work from home, so it's been a nice little setup. It gives me a lot of time to work on my other projects and stuff that I like to do. So, uh, yeah, it's been fun, you know, nothing nice. too crazy. Nice. Uh, and then as for me, uh, similar to D, just kind of been doing art stuff a lot, playing a lot of games. Uh, the main thing that's big difference is, uh, I, I think I've talked about this a couple times. My uh, old class uh, college buddies got together and we're like doing a art tournament thing where we all draw like each other's characters fighting and all that. Yeah. Uh, it's the last week, the finals. Um, and I, you know, I was just like, fuck it. I'm making a fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm With all my friends characters. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I have gotten uh, move, moving left and right and jumping. Yeah. So, far. so, you know, I'm like half done basically with the yeah. fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm having fun. Uh, hopefully by next week I'll have a finished thing to talk about. Uh, nerd talk, uh, fair warning. Uh, the One of the engines I use, GameMaker, is introducing a rollback netcode, which is just good netcode for fighting games to simplify it. <laughs> And so I was using that. I it's in its super early betas though, and it only works on the Opera browser. Mm. Weird. <laughs> With like, I guess Opera has their own weird st- Play Store type deal, and I guess they must have just partnered with Uni or Uni, sorry, uh, Game Maker. Right. So <laughs> uh, it only works with the Opera browser. Interesting. Uh, so. You know, I'll, I'll finish it, and then no one will play it because I don't think a human being owns the Opera browser. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. I, I just know, like, there was a... For a while, there was a huge push where they're like, oh, yeah, we're, like, the safest browser, and, like, we'll never track your data, and yada yada. Apparently, now they're like, we're the gaming browser. <laughs> <laughs> Which, And we'll know. always track your data. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know... Uh, gamers the thing you, when you think gamers you think web browser totally <laughs> yeah. all the time you think flash games yeah well you can't anymore flash flash is That's gone true. rest in peace flash uh but yeah so i'm insane i guess is what i'm getting at <laughs> fair i'm like just, just don't merge that. any of the files together while you're making the game yeah. <laughs> you did say it's gonna have more characters than smash brothers right? yeah i, I <laughs> <laughs> there may or may not be more characters in the first Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. uh, not when you unlock all the characters in the first Smash Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that's that's been our life. So let's get on to the meat and potatoes of the show. 
spirited away uh let's let's just get some general thoughts out of there uh robbie as the didn't watcher uh <laughs> what, what what were your general thoughts i liked it um i guess without going too much into the details of the movie uh whenever we first whenever like things started to first get crazy in the movie uh i made a weird not so much assumption but like a kind of general thought of it of like huh this is almost like a kid-friendly version of uh silent hill and the more I watched it, the more I realized I was wrong with that. It's more of like almost an animated version of Labyrinth hmm. with this. With David Bowie? Yeah. Oh. Like there's not everything, but there's certain, you know, characteristics and like certain little things here and there that kind of just remind me of it. Well, but all in all, I, th- I I did like it. It was a interesting little movie with a lot of whimsical, magical scenes in it. Yeah. Uh, D, how about you? Uh, this is one I grew up on, so I have very fond nostalgia for, and it still holds up always. Every time I watch it, one thing about Ghibli movies that never ceases to amaze me, and I, even when I've seen the movie a bunch, it's always still impresses me, is their backgrounds are so beautiful. God, yeah. <laughs> we we joked about in Mononoke, there's like a four-second scene where they use like seven different backgrounds, oh. and I, I, I joked like, they're just like showing off. They're just showing off. They could do really great backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, every time I see a Ghibli background, I'm just like, geez, look at that, like just hand-painted, beautiful, amazing background. Mm-hmm. And then there's so many of them. They, they right. don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is generally insane the work that is put into a lot of Ghibli movies artistically. Yeah, so I've always thought this was a great movie. It still is. Um, and it still impresses me. Just seeing, even last week with Mononoke, just seeing the yeah the work they put into the backgrounds, the little things, the small character like designs they use, and just, you know, obviously they're always going to have the beautiful animation as well to go with the background, so... Uh, it didn't lose any steam for me. It's still amazing. Nice. And as for me, I honestly love this movie a lot. I, I was floored when I first saw it a couple of years ago, and it never released its, like, stranglehold it had on me. Like, it is such a beautiful movie in so many ways, and I think, like, this... You really should, at any age, watch this movie. But, like, if you have kids, I they should watch this movie. Because I think this movie honestly does a really good job at helping, like, people... Helping show the viewpoint of kind of the weird era that uh, Chihiro, the 10-year-old, is in. Like, it's honestly scary being a kid in a lot of ways. So, like, having some piece of media like this to help, like be like hey we understand is just pivotal and like even as an adult i think watching something like this can really help bring yourself together like it's it's a lesson i think is good for all ages mm-hmm. and it's beautiful in a lot of ways I, there's definitely a reason why this is regarded as one of the highest works of miyazaki yeah and um yeah so I I've loved it ever since I watched it for the first time. Uh so yeah, so we're going to get into what Spirited Away is about right after this.
All right, uh, we are back. So, Spirit Away. This is a lot of Ghibli movies have this. It's so hard to like explain <laughs> the plot of mm. these movies, especially this one. Uh, when like looking up stuff about this movie, apparently Miyazaki just doesn't write scripts. And I think you could kind of tell. Yeah. Well, like I said, things just kind of happen in this movie. Yeah. Which, and, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but like it kind of almost makes it confusing. But the storyline seems like it's meant to be confusing anyways. Yeah. Like it. it's a lot of things happen, but there's a clear like through line where like ev- everything still is being connected. I right. think is what because we've had we've described a lot of movies as things just happen. Mm-hmm. But I think this is one where, like, I think that's to the benefit of the film, honestly, because, like I said, it's like really, it's it's on it's it's a metaphor. But many Ghibli movies are. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a metaphor for like being a kid in a very uncertain time. So I think having these kind of random events happening adds to that. Like you understand Chihiro's kind of frustration and why she's so scared at all times that it really is beneficial in a lot of ways um but uh so main thing happens at the start is like chihiro is moving away this is a big move for her she has to leave her friends and everything behind and obviously she's 10 years old so she doesn't like that she just has to give up her whole life yeah one of like one of those things it's so hard to like put your mindset in as a kid sometimes but like you got to remember for chihiro this is like her whole life that she has to abandon i think it's one of those things it kind of does show her frustration pretty well at the beginning of this showing you know because her parents moved for whatever reason whether they probably work or or work or whatever else it would be yeah but like she doesn't have a say in the matter because she's still a child and so it's like whatever the adults do she has to follow whether she likes it or not and very much shows her frustration of that to where like she doesn't want to talk to them and the only thing that she cares about is because doesn't she say that she got flowers for her birthday she got a bouquet well it wasn't for her birthday it was oh yeah like as a leaving present Yeah, as a leaving present she got that but she was saying like this is the very first time i've ever gotten a bouquet and it's whenever i'm leaving everything that i've already known yeah and they're like you've had a bouquet before what about the roses oh a rose is not a bouquet yeah stupid mom a rose (laughs) is not a bouquet but yeah so it's that and like as they're going to their new house uh, the dad ends up on this dirt road towards a tunnel. They have to get out because there's just a big-ass statue in the middle of the yeah, road. Yeah. And they walk through this tunnel and find this uh, abandoned amusement park. Yeah. And Which Chiro, this entire time, just keeps on saying, hey, can we just go back in the car? I don't want to go to this. And like, well, we're going anyway, so you better follow us. And so it's either follow along or get left behind. Yeah. It's like... Again, it really encapsulates the frustration of being a child in a lot of ways where, like, especially here where, obviously, we have the foresight of that's a terrible idea to go into this area. (laughs) But, um, like, even if Chihiro's right, she's just a 10-year-old. What's she going to do about it, ultimately? So I think that's really important that they kind of show that frustration extremely early because I think it's very important for Chihiro's character arc. Yeah, I think it's cool that they they did a good job showing like a child's reluctance to going to a new place mm. and everything when you're probably that age you've already established all your like friends your group your surroundings you're finally like learning where everything is and then to uproot you from that and you just have to follow your parents everything seems like a new scary world everything yeah. around you 
And uh, I, uh, when I was looking up, I guess Miyazaki was basing this off of, I, I forget if it was like a cousin or a friend, but like their daughter who was also 10 years old at the time, hmm. he kind of wrote this for her in a yeah. way and uh, managed to make an iconic film that will probably stand the test yeah. of time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so they go into the amusement park. Uh, the parents keep smelling this food, so they kind of are following their nose to the fruity taste that shows. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember about that. Yeah, the yeah, fruity loops. The dad starts flying in the air yeah, like the Fruit Loops toucan. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, like, he, he, he smells the pie on the windowsill. Yeah. He's like, mmm. <laughs> uh, and they find this like big old stall full of a bunch of food, and it's really cool because it's like, they're all, like, recognizable, but there's something wrong with all yeah. of them. It does kind of have that feeling of, like, have you guys seen that photo of, like, name one thing in this photo of things that look oh, familiar, yeah, yeah. but you can't name any one thing? Like, they have, like, these little things, and, like, they don't even know what they are. It's like, huh, this seems kind of weird, but it is tasty, and, like, mm-hmm. slurps up something that kind of looks like an onion, but he slurps it up like it's an <laughs> octopus, and what looks almost like Cornish hens, but they're in the shape of chickens, and they're yeah. eating them whole almost, and... It's like really crazy because it's such a like a ravenous scene too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're just like gorging on this oh, food. Yeah. It kind of shows a very much like a gluttonous side to her parents with that one. Which the entire scene from the like the point that the dad starts sniffing out this food because he walks has to be like a couple hundred yards to find this food. And yeah. Like, <laughs> so it almost like I kept on saying that it almost felt like a mousetrap was going to come out and grab the parents <laughs> or something because it just felt like it was like kind of guiding them into it like they're a siren's call if you will right and uh chihiro doesn't want to eat the food she's very uncomfortable and uh as a 10 year old she starts kind of just walking around and she comes on this like extremely big building with a bridge over a river and as she's doing that she sees this boy who said immediately says you got to get out of here you can't be here by sundown and uh, she's try- as she leaves, she tries to find her parents. And where her parents are, there's these two pigs in her parents' clothing. Clear- obviously, we know it's it was her yeah. parents. but So, like, very scared, she starts running until when she's about to get to where the path to the tunnel is, there's this giant body of water. And... Uh, as this happens, she starts fading away, too. Yeah. I think the interesting about thing about that, too, is it's, like, the entire landscape. Like, not just... Because where she hits that body of water is, like, her dad makes a comment, like, oh, it looks like a river used to be here, almost. And it's, like, it's not a very wide river. It's just, like, almost a creek that they're passing by. And then, like, it turns into an ocean once yeah. night hits. I did make a comment about, like, whenever he says, like, you can't be here whenever nightfall hits, and, like, nightfall hits almost instantaneously. Yeah, like, you know those <laughs> Japanese sunsets lasting 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, almost immediately dark when he says that. <laughs> yeah. One thing I think is cool about Ghibli movies, and they do it so well when you're talking about the parents turning into pigs, they always do a good job. You can count on a Ghibli movie to show you the just terrible behavior that humans do right (laughs) like for a little while at this beginning scene i I had this moment of like okay is this movie supposed to be a metaphor for the seven deadly sins and we're starting with (laughs) gluttony (laughs) 
nope not not this movie that's an anime uh yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's it's an anime not a, that apparently was yeah apparently was really good for the first season but it then just started going downhill really fast <laughs> <It went> pew. <laughs> but this uh, movie doesn't no and i i wanted to like say right here this is like such an amazing opening act to the mm-hmm. movie too like it everything is like so perfectly done here yeah like you immediately understand chihiro's frustration uh you immediately understand the weird uneasiness of the situation and uh as like things continue ramping up the danger is immediately present so it's like it's such like a perfect start to a movie like i feel like no time was wasted here yeah it it was a very quick transition too because it's very much does feel like she's going into another world now Mm. because it's very grounded it's very down to earth very realistic up until sunset hits and then Mm -hmm. everything goes batshit crazy yeah the spirit world enters yeah the whole pacing in this movie is i didn't something i don't remember like a lot when i watch these the pacing is it's really quick like everything happens very fast but it never feels like it's forcing it like the story is very um it's like goes together very well Mm-hmm. But everything does just kind of go like one scene to the next. Like if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss something because it's always going. It's always action. Yeah, this happening. movie is very much a river. And yeah, it's one of yeah. those. If you're not paying attention to whenever the white rapids are coming, then it's just going to knock over your boat and you're going right. to drown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so Chihiro's like fading away and that boy on the bridge finds her again and is like, hey, eat this. It and like. It, it's it's hard to explain because it's such a, like an amazing scene. Yeah, where like Chihiro's trying to is so scared that she doesn't. Obvi- I mean, you don't just take random food from people. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're turning into a ghost. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like she's trying to like shove him off, and she realizes that like she is becoming corporeal, and mm-hmm. like can't even like her arms going through this guy. So like, the animation for that scene was yeah impeccably good. Because mm-hmm. like. It starts out very slow, of like you can kind of see through her, but you're not sure what exactly is going on. He's like, "Eat this," and she's like, "No!" And like you can really see through her, and then she starts passing through him, turning into a ghost. And like the only real explanation you really need is him telling her that you need to eat food from this world, or else you're going to disappear. Yeah, it doesn't explain why. You just need just you need to know that much. I mean, it's what the like drive feels very differently. We've had many discussions like. I don't feel like you need explanations for a lot of this stuff. Right. Like, yeah, Dry often says he doesn't like when he feels like he's just being like dropped randomly in a world. Whereas, like, I love that. Like, take me out of this world. Who cares about this world? Yeah, sometimes? isekai me. Hit me with the bus. <laughs> Hit me with the bus. <laughs> uh, so, like, just like we, you need stuff like that because you need to understand Chi- what Chihiro's feeling. So, like, if you're being like rushed into all these random things happening. You need that because that's what Chihiro is feeling at the moment. So, like, it's an interesting and a final thing about this uh, feeding scene. I think it's a really good play is Chihiro doesn't, like, willingly take the food and eat it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The boy who we learn is Haku uh, puts it, like, feeds her it because she can't fight back. And she does just start regaining her form. Yeah. It's almost reminiscent of, like, whenever a child's sick. 
and you're like, here, take this. Like, well, what is it? It'll make you feel better. Take it. Well, what is it? Just take it. You'll feel better. <laughs> it's molasses, okay? Eat it. <laughs> it's a sensu bean. <laughs> and then she got healed. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Haku takes her. Uh, they have to go to this bridge, and she needs to hold her breath as she goes over this bridge. And it's shown that basically no one can see her as she's holding her breath, except there's one person who does seem to be clearly looking at her who uh they'll become very important later um as they're almost crossing the bridge this frog shows up and asks haku where he's been scarcely hero he notices that she's there so haku has to rush her out of there and eventually like takes her to this location and is like hey you need to find this guy and tell him to give you a job and if he tells you no, just keep on asking. Uh, eventually, you will get a job as long as you're persistent about it. Yeah. So, um, lots of she's going over there. Lots of funny hijinks. Again, like I don't want to go over too much, but it's a lot of really good character building for Chihiro. Mm-hmm. Watching her go through a lot of this stuff, and it like pays off much later in the film for a lot of them too. Uh, but she finds the person I can't remember his name. It's like Rakuji, Rakuji. She usually just calls him Grandpa. Yeah, Yaku- Yakuza. It, yeah, <laughs> it's the Yakuza. It's Mr. In the Yakuza. <laughs> uh, but he's like running this kind of weird area where he's like grinding up a bunch of herbs, and there's these dust mites that are like mm-hmm. throwing coal into the fire. Was it Kamaji? Kamaji, I think Maybe, it's Kamaji. Yeah, yeah. Kamaji. Yeah. So like all those dust mites are like bringing coal. Also, the fucking dust mites are amazing. I love them so <laughs> yeah, much. They're <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> And, like, it's really cool. Like, there's – it's kind of like a snowflake in a way. There's, like, not mm. two of the same, really. Like, they all, like, have this very distinguished thing about them, like, whether it's what they look like or how they move around. Like, it's it's really cool to see, and, like, a lot of painstaking effort clearly went into this. Yeah, you want to talk about impressive. Draw these little tiny creatures <laughs> that all have different expressions somehow, yeah. and they're all in a blob, but you can make one out from <laughs> the rest. Yeah. Draw a hundred of those. Now do it 24 times a second. Now make them carry things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> make them carry different sized coal <laughs> into a fire. Uh, but yeah, it's just kind of like her going back and forth trying to get a job. Uh, Kamaji's not doesn't let her have a job. Yeah. He, uh, well, I think the funny thing about that scene too is like he even saying I have as much our workers as I need. I don't need your help. And then like one of the little, I guess soot, suits, yeah, soot, mites or whatever you want to call yeah. them. Uh, he's carrying a piece of coal. It's too heavy for him, and it falls on top of him. And she picks up the coal and like saves him from being squished. And they're the other little suits realize like hey like maybe she'll help us do the work too and they all start dropping the their rocks <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh no look what i totally did oh, on accident no, I, died. Uh, <laughs> I need help too <laughs> yeah uh then a a new character uh kind of like a maiden looking shrine maiden looking design mm-hmm. yeah bath maiden i don't a bath bathhouse uh worker kind of design yeah, yeah. walks in i think her name's anji lynn lynn Oh, wow. I don't know where I got on. close. Yeah, you know, I was so close there. Uh, yeah, she walks in, sees the girl. Uh, Gamanji's like, oh, that's that's my granddaughter. Hey, you should take her to Yamaba. Yamaba? Yamaba. Yeah. Yamaba. And tell, get a job. Is that? 
So this is what always has confused me. Is she actually his granddaughter? No, or is no, that no. Something that was just something he said. Yeah, that's just kind of like okay. So I, I think just... it's just kind of like you know you you're meeting a whole bunch of new people at a party and like you just know one person there and that one person's like, oh yeah, this is my brother. Like me, or say hi to him, kind of thing. Think just... I've been in that situation? Yeah, <laughs> this is my granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, he, it's just I like because you know uh, humans aren't supposed to be here ultimately, okay, yeah. and I think it. It's more or less just a tactic to, like, get people's guard down. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's a human here. Yeah. Even like, though Lynn very much also looks like a human. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of a thing. The main thing they say is, like, humans have a distinct stink to yeah. them, basically. Which, yeah. that's one thing that I was thinking about whenever they were saying that the humans have a distinct stink to them and why he was telling her to hold her breath. I'm guessing that stink is just their breath. Like, Oh, maybe. Like, maybe. whatever. And, like, because they even say later on in the movie, too, like, you know, like, oh, she stinks of being a human. Like, yeah, we'll give her a couple days of eating the food here. Like, she'll, uh, you won't deal with that stink anymore. So, so, like, that's at least the two and two that I put together. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, just it's like, so yeah, life like the, force within you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, like, you eat the food of that world. Eventually, you'll start to, your sweat will start to smell more like theirs. Your breath will start to smell like more like theirs. And yeah. so, like, it will be less of a distinctive stink. I of course would be a terrible worker here as I can't smell. So, I would, or I'd be the best worker here because I can't smell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When the stink so sphere comes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess I we I didn't say. Um, so this whole like that big building Chihiro saw, it's a giant bathhouse. Yeah. Which um, I saw something really funny. Uh, in the Japanese dub, it never brings it up, but like mm. in the English dub, she specifically says. Oh, a bathhouse. <laughs> and it's because, like, we don't have those in America. Yeah. Right. You wouldn't so, know like, what, it, what it is, yeah. really. It's just, like, a huge building with bath, like, rooms in it. Yeah, I guess yeah. If yeah. Americans wouldn't really Which, know. It, it did take me a minute to figure that out, too, because um, Kamaji, uh, that's what he's doing, is he's, like, getting a bunch of different spices and herbs and everything, and he's grounding them down so he can add it to the bath water so they get different scents, counting on what kind of bath yeah. they want to have. I didn't, I didn't actually pick that up on my first one, but this one I was like, oh, that's mm. what he's doing that yeah, here. It, it took me a hot minute to figure that out. It was around the time of the stink monster that I started to put two and two together. Yeah. Chihiro gets brought to Yamaba, uh, demands that she gives Chihiro a job. Eventually, Yamaba... Uh, agrees to give her a job and as Shihiro signs her name you see Yamaba actually physically take her name off of the paper leaving only Sen yeah mm. uh, a thing that would not translate to English very well <laughs> yeah, it's like leaves one character on the yeah, sheet it's, yeah they do it to me it's like E yeah. uh, I, I guess yeah just the line stays this is actually the, the three hamburger lines that you see at the top left hand <laughs> corner of a website yeah and then I think if I remember correctly uh, Sen also just translates to like thousand mm-hmm. so like in a way I think it also is like you're She's like thousand the thousand person basically. that's her wage yeah <laughs> That wouldn't be I mean, terrible in 2001. Yen. But yen, though. Yeah, you know, like as dollar. yen, no. <laughs> I mean, that does kind of make sense. That's not a dollar. That's $10. $10, yeah. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, because, like, you know, I guess with my job, like, there's employee IDs. Like, I'm employee number 986. Yeah, so I, I think that's kind of the idea about it. Similarly, Haku is... All, I think Haku was also a 1,000, you know, to give that connection between the two of them. Right. But, yeah, Yamaba gives Chihiro a job... Uh, has her like uh, get taken by Haku, who's very like culture in this scene. Uh, Haku like does a thing where uh, Lin basically takes under uh, Chihiro or Sen now because um, a very important thing that was brought up is like your name is that, like, you don't have your name, 
Yeah. You don't, you can't like recall your name is a very important distinction that is made. Yeah. Which I think she even says like, uh, you're no longer Chihiro, you're Sen. Say it. Say your name is Sen. Yeah. Kind of thing. And like, you hear me, Sen? Uh, make sure, do you agree, Sen? Yeah. yeah. Like, this <laughs> is Haku. My name is Sen. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, so yeah, very like important thing. And then, uh, kind of shows her like figuring out stuff and uh an amazing scene around this time uh lynn's like finding clothes that would actually fit chihiro since mm-hmm. you know she's 10 years old yeah <laughs> um as she d- does this like she like the weight of everything happening go chihiro finally feels it and just like starts to break down and like I, it's just like a really strong emotional scene yeah because like i think there are times you got to remember like this is a 10 year old kid mm-hmm. who just like lost her parents she kind of lost everything at this yeah, point yeah lost she everything lost really. her name her parents which and yeah. now she's crying which that was a joke that i said earlier which i don't know if you guys caught on to that or not but in a weird way it almost feels like she sold herself into slavery because she didn't know what else to do and like the gravity of that just started to finally set on her at this yeah. point in time of like what have i done I think that is something that, like, a lot of uh, people who watched this started, like, theorizing might be that it was it all a metaphor for, like, a lot of the slavery that uh, people had to go into in Japan. I forget what Miyazaki's official stance ended up being, but that was a lot of things people kept bringing up for a while. And it was a thing where Miyazaki never, like, confirmed or denied it for a long time. Right. Mm. The next morning, Haku goes and, like, tells Shihiro that he'll take her to her parents. And as they walk through this really weird-looking flower field. Yeah. Very like, trippy. For this, it is a very colorful scene, but it does feel kind of flat because they're trying to get that motion, like, they're moving through a field. I think the thing, it's like this weird fish-eyed lens mm-hmm. look yeah. to it where, like, the center is the biggest part. And it like, kind of feels so weird. Yeah, it doesn't so much feel like they're walking through a field of flowers as much as there's two walls with flowers painted on the walls. Yeah. And they're walking between them. Which, um, it's one of the, I don't, I, sometimes I would say it's like kind of takes me out, but like that, it very is, fits in with the movie because mm-hmm. it's such a like weird, yeah, mythical feeling when you see it, especially as it's like, the weird angle that these flowers go as you like traverse past them. But, um, yeah. there are a lot of very otherworldly feelings to this movie. Very purposely done. Yeah. Like the whole thing, like everything seems so familiar yet. So strange at right. the same time, which again, like Chihiro is someone who was taken out of her home to move somewhere else. So like, again, with the metaphor, it makes a lot of sense. If like the idea she's moved, she moved to another. If, when she moved to another city, it would also be very similar feelings for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Haku takes her to her parent, uh, her parents, and it's like this big pig pen, and she sees her parents, and it really like it's this scene where it's really just dawning on her like, my parents turned into pigs. Like, yeah, that's really what happened. It's, it wasn't, like, a dream or anything. I think it's also pretty cool how they show that she's slowly forgetting her past life because she even talks of herself, like, looking for her parents, like, Mom, Dad, it's me, Sen. Yeah. Like, she doesn't say Chiro, she says Sen. Um, Yeah, and then after visiting her parents, Haku gives her her old clothes back, which that's another thing that kind of 
to strip your identity away. They would take away your clothes. Yeah. So um, you no longer have your old name. You don't have your old clothes. Like everything of your past life is now behind you. Yeah. And Chihiro finds the card that was given to her with the bouquet of flowers. That, Chihiro, we're going to miss you. And she's like, Chihiro, Chihiro, that was me. And uh, as it happens, uh, Haku's also giving her some onigiri. And I I break, I like cry every time I watch this scene because it's such like a heavy scene where again like the weight of everything on her mind is catching up to her and she's like slowly eating this onigiri and just like crying and crying and like every like every time i watch this scene it's such like a it impacts me so much because like it feels so real in a lot of ways i've definitely had times i felt like that too where like doing the most mundane of things the weight of the world is coming down on me and just everything kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. So I I, I totally get that. Yeah. One of the, it, it, it's, this is a movie. I think probably every single time I watch it, I'm going to (laughs) cry. I imagine. I just think of how good the rice looks every time (laughs) I see that scene. (laughs) But it's just a Ghibli thing. Food always looks good in his eyes. Oh, I know. It's even (laughs) the beginning, like with all the chicken and stuff. I was like, I'm like, I want to eat that. But yeah yeah that's definitely a very heavy emotional scene and it just shows like and yeah that kind of brings you back to like man this is a a 10 year old girl like really going through like such a tragic time and like you know in that position what would you do i'd probably cry into my rice too yeah (laughs) (laughs) what what else it's um from a scene from midnight gospel that i loved a lot in the finale of like what do you do when it all comes like that? And uh, the other character responds, you cry. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's something I think about a lot. Cause um, I think in a lot of, a lot of times there's like this general thing of like, a lot of people are like, no, you shouldn't cry. Like you shouldn't ever want to cry. But like sometimes crying is like such an important thing to mm-hmm. feel yeah. like the eternal sadness that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a good release also of yeah because like sometimes even when I've had like bad or like sad things happen and I'll like I'll be like you don't need to cry like I, I don't know why maybe it's just because also like society you know yeah. it's very yeah. especially think, towards men they yeah. yeah they're like you're supposed to be tough you're not supposed to show emotions I mean and we like growing up uh our father I don't think I've ever I've seen, seen him, him cry, cry. yeah like, nowhere <laughs> near it um so like you know you grow up in a situation like that no, i shouldn't say a situation i make it sound like our no, no. house was bad we yeah no. we lived in a very happy household <laughs> yeah um but like if you grow up with like a someone you look up to i would uh-huh. say in a lot of ways like that you kind of internalize a lot of things so if you see like a father who never cried who didn't like really outwardly show mm-hmm. any emotions like that i think it can really get internalized in yourself and um it it can be a lot but um i i guess what i'm getting at is allow yourself to cry anyone listening like crying is important it's a cleanses the soul yeah it cleanses the soul and it's a reminder you're still human but uh yeah so it goes back to the bathhouse uh chiro and lynn are given like the worst bath that they have to clean yeah like like it has right moss <laughs> growing on the side of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, there's just it's just full of gunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as they're cleaning, uh, Yamaba is like, like there's something 
coming. Also, during the scene, I guess I almost skipped over it. Uh, Chihiro sees uh, someone we learned who is no face, oh, yeah, just yeah. kind of sitting out in the rain. And well, she sees him even before that because she goes yeah, to see I, uh, I just, like sorry, <laughs> like sitting out. In, she yeah, sees yeah. sitting out in the rain, as in like currently. Like, she notices him sitting out in the rain, not yeah. to say he wasn't there before. This was the character on the bridge, yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. she's like, aren't you kind of, aren't you getting wet? And uh, leaves the door open for him, because she uh, doesn't want him just sitting out in the rain, obviously. Yeah. But uh, as this happens, the there's this disgusting pile of gunk walking <laughs> towards the bathhouse. Uh, and everyone's trying to prevent it from coming in. But Yamamoto's like, we gotta, we gotta have it come in, and they keep like, this is a stink spirit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we just gotta deal with it. Uh, and it comes in and starts, uh, really like just destroying everything. <laughs> Generally, just smells extremely awful. It, it walks by some rice, and the rice disintegrates. Yeah, in this scene, there's an also very impressive uh, show of animation when she. Like the hairs on the characters, they like slowly yeah. stand up as they yeah, smell. Yeah, it's so yeah. it's such like a I want to say it's kind of like a Ghibli thing. I feel like I've yeah. never seen stuff before Ghibli yeah, they, to do that. They did that like, so well. They did that and like the shiver up her spine. Whenever, yeah, like, I love that. From like him. that is one of my favorite things about any animation is mm-hmm. like the viewing of like because you know when you get a chill up your spine, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it's such a perfect Ooh. encapsulation of that. Where because like I, I, even like a lot of. Uh, live action stuff they always like ooh, i got chills up my spine but like mm-hmm. you don't ha- she doesn't have to say that like you know oh she got the chill up her spine yeah it's like amazing character animation mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that is one thing that ghibli does really well our ghibli studios does really well is uh like they can convey a lot of emotion through their animations without having to say a single word yeah so um the stakes very goes by and they get it in the bath uh as it gets in it starts like all the water's like turning into mud (laughs) like very thick mud you can barely walk through it which they even said this is how i realized that uh kamaji yeah kamaji was uh mixing the water mixing herbs and spices because like the pin that they end up using was saying oh this is like the ultimate blend of herbs and spices this must be a high roller yeah because they use these little like tags on like a pulley system basically to deliver what math needs to be done uh, Which, so yeah, another thing, um, Kamaji kind of is in the shape of a human spider. That's one of those things yeah. that always mm-hmm. kind of like stood out to me. Like between his from his mustache to his sunglasses to having six arms and two legs, it's like a spider like, egg man. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Spider Egg. Doctor Spider <laughs> Egg. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool animation that they do with that, and it's yeah. almost dreamlike with him because his limbs just kind of like grow and shrink counting on where he needs to put them at yeah, that time it's it's great he's like such an amazing character to watch yeah but, i just wanted to bring that up no yeah that's fair like he we did kind of gloss over his character um so yeah the bath is going uh all the, it's turning the mud and she was like oh shoot we need more water so uh no face actually was helping her tr- trying to uh be good and like mm-hmm. gave her a bunch of the tags so she like finds one and like clips it and gets more water and as the water's like spraying, there's she uh, looks in the actual like waterfall that's being formed and notices there's something like sticking out of the customer, and she's like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta go, we gotta pull this out." And uh, Yamaba's like, "Oh shoot, this isn't like this isn't a stink monster." Yeah, mm-hmm. 
So she gives Chihiro a rope. There's this amazing scene where Chihiro's <laughs> trying to tie a rope around this I, stick thing. That is one thing that I really liked because it's almost like, you know, you tell a 10-year-old, hey, tie this in a knot. <laughs> Has that 10-year-old ever tied a knot before? No. <laughs> you think has... Chihiro's been in the Girl Scouts? No. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, she's trying to, like, while water is, like, falling on top of her, trying to tie this knot, and you can see just slipping off and then try again, slips yeah, off. It's, a, it's, like, perfectly as long mm. as it needs to be yeah. to, like, yeah. really <laughs> hammer it in. I, the part that made me laugh about that is whenever you just see Lynn's hands yeah. going, it's like, it ties it instantly. Yeah. Uh, so they like start pulling on this, and like this big old bicycle starts coming out, and it's like all of this trash piles. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this is like Miyazaki wrote this based off of one time he was like cleaning a river or something, and yeah. the, the bicycle was one of the things <laughs> he got like out of it. So that's actually somewhat common because the small town that me and Dry grew up in, uh, mm-hmm. there's actually a little part of the river that was cut off. Like, uh, I don't know if somebody built a dam there, if it was like a natural thing, but there's a little dam there. And like it created like a perfect little swimming hole for us there. And eventually we had to stop going there because people started throwing garbage in there. Like we found Aww. like bike parts and hmm. there was like old gun, like old gun parts and like all a bunch of other stuff in there. And it Just got to an the actual point- gun. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like old mines. <laughs> it, it literally got to the point where live grenade. The pins pulled already. Yeah, just Robbie's like going like, I wonder what that is. Shit. <laughs> 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 but no, like it got to the point that like his dad told us we can't go swimming there anymore because he didn't want us getting uh, tinnitus, not tinnitus, probably well, tinnitus, probably tinnitus yeah. too. But E. coli, anything, any, <laughs> seventy thousand degree diseases, the black plague, <laughs> you know, all the those mumps, things. <laughs> chicken pox, shingles, both <laughs> chicken pox and shingles at the same time. Chicken pox, shingles, smallpox, large pox. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like people just throw random shit in the river, which I started to get that afterwards whenever, because, you know, they pull all that crap out because it's not just a bike. It's a whole. Yeah, it's like ev- a bunch. It's like a whole garbage dump in there. Yeah. yeah. And then like basically this like little wrinkled up face. Says, yeah. Thank you. And then flies out. Yeah. And it flies out. And it was the and it like it, it was the river spirit. Yeah. So like and mm-hmm. th- that's whenever I kind of had that. Oh, moment, because like. That was just like a bunch of junk that people were throwing in the river. Yeah, so the river is cleaned, it leaves, and as like everything's kind of fading out, because like the river like left all the water, so it kind of cleaned up. And then I noticed there's like these little, very shiny stuff, and there's just a bunch of gold everywhere from it. Yeah. And all the employees went fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what would you do if you're like cleaning a part and then you just found gold? And then the big company came in and said, "That's company property. Yeah. Nobody." That's pretty much what it would happen. <laughs> yeah, it was like, Boo. I mean, to be fair, as a machinist, I do work with expensive materials. Like, I yeah, some... you can't just pocket. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I keep on forgetting how uncommon titanium is to other people because I see it all the time just, at work. Hey, Robbie, we noticed seventeen diamond drill heads went missing <laughs> at, on your shift. Oh, that's weird. You're just like, you have one as an earring. (laughs) Something I love actually also about the river spirit scene is when she gets the last piece of thing out and it makes that. Yeah. And he's like, and then the spirit's like, ah, I know. (laughs) That's amazing. Great. Yeah. So, and then Chihiro has this weird, like moss ball looking thing. Yeah. That's given to her by the river spirit. Yeah. As a thank you, if you will. So, yeah. Uh, Yamaha's like, all right, get out, get the fuck out of here, everyone. This is our gold. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, well, it's not so much get out of here, uh, which we might have been saying it wrong the whole time, but it's Yamaha. 
Y U B A B A. So you Baba. Oh yeah, Baba. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Oops. Uh, my sorry, bad. sorry. It's not like <laughs> all right, we, Robbie. Like... Retroactively change every single oh, no. sign. Oh no! I said Yamaba. It's like Microsoft Sam. Yamaba. You Bobby. Baba Boo E. To be fair, we actually had a hard time saying Ashitaka last time. Oh, yeah. We did a lot. <laughs> like Ashitiki, Tatuki, something. Waki Tiki. Princess Monakaka. Princess Money Kaka. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, like she, yeah. she basically tells everybody like that's yeah that's company. Go back, company. yeah, go back, go back to, work. to work and get back the gold that you just took off the ground. Everyone's like, oh man. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, <boo. laughs> yeah. So um, then it's like at night, uh, Chihiro's just kind of looking over, noticing like all the water kind of is rising, and Lin's like, yeah, it it rained, which I love. <laughs> I love that explanation because like. It's something so great where, like, if it's like when someone moves to where we live, mm -hmm. there's one specific thing that happened is uh, so when I went to college for my orientation, all that stuff, someone's like, Man, it's so crazy. There's so many rabbits here. I was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, You're like, Of course. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it didn't occur to me, like, there are places where there are just rabbits literally everywhere. <laughs> like, you can't go like 10 feet without seeing a rabbit where we are. Ch yeah, Chihiro was like looking over all the water rising and <laughs> took a bite out of the mothballs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then she eats her other, the thing the, that like, actually bun. looks good. Uh, it's just like a bun filled, I, probably with meat. Yeah, like so, a pork bun or something. Yeah, pork bun probably. Um, And it, at night, like you see this little frog going into where uh, the river spirit was and like trying to pick mm -hmm. between all the floorboards. <laughs> like, oh, I'll find some gold dust in there somewhere. Yeah. And then like you see this like tinking of like a gold piece just kind of falls. And in the bath is no face. And like he's like forming gold from his hand. Mm hmm. And uh, he's like, hey, you want some gold? And the frog's like, ah, oh, yeah. And then No-Face eats him. And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, which, he, that little frog does have a name. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, though. <laughs> Spell it for me. A-O-G-A-E-R-U. So, like, Ogaru? Ogaru. probably. Auga! Auga! And, like, No-Face's eyes start bulging, like, <laughs> the hard eyes. Yeah. <laughs> his tongue rolls out onto the floor. <laughs> he does wear a mask, so it's a mask. I like that he wears a mask, but it's not like it's so weird because it is and isn't his face. Because it does show expression a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the again. I'm probably going to say this a lot. There's a reason people love the no face design, and like it's oh, yeah. everywhere. It's such a, like a good design because it's so simple yet so distinct. Yeah, and we were talking about, we always forget he has legs. Yeah, he, he like, <laughs> walks with yeah. legs sometimes. Yeah, because, like, he just looks like a a cloaked figure with a mask on top of the cloak until, like, he walks into the bathhouse for the first time, and you see his legs just, like, walk in, and then he just goes floating again. Yeah, yeah it's really <laughs> funny. Uh, so, yeah, uh, No-Face is there. Uh, someone else walks in, and he's like, hey, wake everyone up because I want a bath. <laughs> he's like, humans like gold, and they'll be my friends if I give them gold. Yeah, yeah, it starts raining gold on top of the guy who's like, hey, I want a bath. Yeah, so um, also Haku, like, gets somewhere, goes away. <laughs> yeah, Haku yeah. left. Yeah. <laughs> he got spirited I, away. He kind of just, like, does as he pleases in a weird way. Like, well, he, he does the bidding like, of Yubaba. Yeah, which means, like, mm -hmm. sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. Yeah. Um, but like you, you like see him leave actually at this point. I, okay, around this point I think. And um, 
yeah then when she hero wakes up like no one's there and she's really confused and everyone's like has like that moment <laughs> of like shit did i oversleep yeah <laughs> yeah when she goes downstairs there's like a bunch of commotion because everyone's like partying with no face basically yeah literally and they're just throwing gold he's making it rain at the club yeah <laughs> and like eating all the food yeah he's going like, he's going crazy also he which i always think is weird i don't know maybe it's because he like is eating the people that live there but he like grows hair yeah i yeah, think it's implication that he like ate a bunch of like people eating the people and it's like reflecting well, on him not yeah. necessarily like i it, i think the implication is he probably ate someone <laughs> Yeah, that's because yeah. I was always like, why Why does he have hair in this? Like, yeah. It's so weird until he like gets rid of the hair, and I'm like, yeah. oh, there's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does make sense, though, because whenever he eats uh, Ogaru, that's whenever he gains a voice. Yeah, uh-huh. he, he, like, he, just sing, is he has using, a frog in his throat yeah. that can talk for him. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, he opens his mouth and he's like, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> <laughs> hello, my... He has the legs for it. <laughs> Oh god, imagine no face yeah. doing the, the amazing frog dance. It would be so good. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Oh man. Uh yeah. And like Chihiro's like, uh, I'm not really up to this right now. Yeah. So, like, I don't really want your gold. I gotta go save my boy Hawk. Well, yeah. So uh there's Well like this... during this time, whenever she's trying to find people, doesn't it, that's whenever she goes up to Yubaba's place, isn't it? And finds the baby? That's or is that after? That's during this. That's kind after of after she this. sees no face. Yeah. So like first is uh she sees like a thing flying in the sky because she went kind of up to yeah think and it's like very weird sporadic flying too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you see a bunch of weird like flying things around it attacking it, and um it flies into Chihiro's room, and she's like get in here, and then tries to close the door, and like a bunch of like paper dragonflies kind of like Mm -hmm. all hit the door and like are slamming everywhere and it's like really cool too honestly really good design on them yeah also one of my favorite scenes in this movie the animation on haku when he's like growling and bleeding yeah i think something about how the way ghibli does like animals and creatures like snarling is so cool i think it's i think it's because they still make them so feral oh yeah Yeah. it's yeah it's like it's very animalistic and you you can like feel it and he's like dripping blood and that's when i'm like should a kid watch that (laughs) that part yeah i'm like i mean it's crazy it's a it's like really hard to say in a lot of for a lot of that because of that because it's like I inherently do think kids should watch this, mm. but I think a, some kids might get fucked up watching this. <laughs> yeah, like I loved it, but I liked stuff like that. You watched I... <laughs> you watched like horror movies at yeah, the age of but, seven. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like that like creepy or like yeah. very like just I don't know like animalistic like gritty style mm-hmm. of just like that wolf looking dragon. I yeah. think it's such a great design. It's like I think in general that's just kind of how Asian dragons look mm. versus our very reptilian Eastern dragons. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird saying Asian and Eastern because, like, the, <laughs> the East is three-fourths of the world, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes with, like, dragon designs because, you know, like, Mayan dragons, Chinese dragons, mm. Uh, mm. European dragons, Russian dragons, like, all yeah. Indian dragons, all of them look different. Like, yeah. they're all drawn differently. Of Like, all like they're all very much like these giant lizard-esque kind of creatures, but there's always differences between all of them. Yeah, I, I would say Asian dragons definitely take a more serpent-like yeah. form. Mm. They're more worm-esque design yeah. like whenever you hear someone call a dragon a worm that's more like a chinese dragon design yeah yeah they, they don't have wings <laughs> they usually don't have, no, have wings they, they yeah. just kind of fly mm-hmm. by willpower alone i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> by magic <laughs> uh 
So yeah, and then like Haku starts like flying up to Yubaba's, which is when that okay, yeah. yeah. And she like goes and sees No Face, and No Face tries giving her gold, and she's like, I don't, I don't need that. And he's like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, he's oh, like, oh, my power. Well, I just, it's really interesting because like when it's just No Face, not like using someone else, mm. he just kind of makes these like, oh, oh, ah, like weird uh-huh. like <laughs> noises. It's really like interesting. He just wants a buddy. He just wants a friend. I didn't so much see it as like he wanted a friend. I think it's because he felt like he had power over people because he had his gold. He definitely was just trying to eat a lot of people. Yeah. He said he was lonely. That's why he went in there. But also he was just kind of eating people. Yeah, because the bathhouse has corrupted him. (laughs) Um, I mean, that might be one reason why people look at this and kind of compare it to human trafficking of like some huge grotesque creature is trying to give a little girl money to get what he wants out of her. Yeah. There's definitely... <laughs> and then when she says no, just aw. Just like in real life, they're like aw and then leave. <laughs> like aw and then close the van door. <laughs> oh lord. Um so yeah, uh she's like no, I need to go away. <laughs> like, I need to go spirited away. Goes up the, yeah, she's like uh, it's time for me to spirit it away. Yeah. 2001. I love when they bring the title in. in yeah, the you know, movies, I, uh, you know. Yeah, every time. <laughs> we like uh, in Howl's Moving Castle, when Hal walks out, it's like it's time to go to Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> and he Is that Lapuna Castle theme. in the Sky? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Porco Rosso over there. <laughs> oh my God, the cat returns. <laughs> <laughs> Ponya, oh wait, ah, oh. <laughs> Totoro, oh, okay. Well. Uh, yeah, so yeah, she like goes up to Yubaba's. Uh, no face is not taking it well and is going crazy down there. Starts eating Starts all the wild people. Yeah. Uh, so she like goes upstairs. Yubaba's not there. She's just kind of looking. Oh no, she sees Yubaba and Yubaba's like, I just fucking throw him in the dump. Yeah, so, she's like, he's Haku, dead. Yeah, she's like, yeah, that's guy. This guy's fucking dead. <laughs> It uh, says to throw over the up and like uh, Chihiro's in this like very like playroom type area, and like hides in a bunch of pillows. And Yubaba comes in and starts like frantically searching the pillows, but she was actually just looking for a uh, bow, her baby, her baby that is like three times her size. Yeah, and can speak in full sentences. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what is he? <laughs> I think he's like a weird baby. He's a boby. He's a boby. <laughs> He's Boba 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 Boba. Yeah, this is the prequel to Boba 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 Boba. <laughs> yeah, so um, she's like, oh, my little baby, ha and leaves. And Chihiro's trying to leave, but uh, Bo, like, grabs her arm and is and like, hey. Like, like, I gotta go. He's like, no, you have to stay here and play with me. And she, he's like, outside is dangerous. There's germs. You'll get sick. She's like, blood. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like oh my god I've never seen blood before <laughs> he melts ah, I'm melting I'm melting <laughs> to be fair this giant talking baby does give like a very baby-esque answer or whatever she says like I can't play with you right now well I'll start crying if you don't play with me yeah, yeah I'll break your arm I'll fucking break your arm yeah as babies say a lot yeah, yeah I'll fucking they'll cry and if arm. you still say no they're like I'll break your fucking arm yeah so um she escapes uh, the three heads. We haven't brought them up. There's, there's oh, so many oh, weird oh, designs. Oh, 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 yeah, there's oh, oh. these three heads. They're trying to push Haku down a chute. Uh, a crow's also doing it. Crow Baba. Crow Baba. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, G- uh I, we should be saying Sen, I guess technically. But Chihiro's like holding on to Haku, like no, don't. And uh, there was this little paper, uh, the paper Dragonfly. airplane. Yeah, that like clamped onto her back. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
it goes off for her back at this moment and starts talking and then like as it forms you're like you see uh what you assume is yubaba and uh the baby's like mom and the character's like oh man you don't even recognize your mom that's pretty sad <laughs> it's like damn you a rat yeah, yeah <laughs> transforms Bo into a rat <laughs> Uh, the the crow gets transformed into like a little dust mite crow. Yeah, <laughs> and fly. Yeah, the, the transforms the head into a uh, bow, basically. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, "Hero, you better get away, or else I'll do that to you too." And Chiro's like, "Nah, Haku." <laughs> she's like, "That's not that's not a good idea." And then when her guard's down. Also, she's like, oh, yeah, also, I'm the older twin yeah. of Yubaba. Zeni older twin. Zaniba, yeah. <laughs> and uh, when she's, like, distracted, Haku destroys the little paper dragonfly, and then uh, something knocks him down, I forget. They just fall into the Yeah, thing. they just end up falling. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's almost like she was projecting herself into the room through that dragonfly when the dragonfly yeah, I think was that's kind of the destroyed. Idea. And, yeah. Generic magic type deal. Yeah, and she kind of has like that, oh, that's what I get to put in my guard down and then disappears. Yeah, it's pretty good. And it does the anime slice where we're like, yeah, damn it. <laughs> she's like, ah. <laughs> I love how like she's like, she's not angry or anything. She's like, I, yeah, I deserve that. <laughs> she's like, well, I turned my back. All right, yeah. <laughs> it's on me. So yeah, they, they uh, fall down the chute, but uh are like, gets haku to kind of wake up he flies through a fan i guess and then lands in uh kamaji's boiler room boiler room it destroys everything what the (laughs) hell and he's like and then he looks all cool animated and i'm like wow yeah and she's like i have this half mud ball yeah wait who'd she give the other half to she didn't yet she didn't yet Oh, yeah, she just gives half to him. Yeah, okay. she, like, bites it in half. You're like, see, it's not poison. Mm-hmm. And she sticks it down Naku's throat. Yeah. <laughs> was elbow deep in his mouth to feed it to him. Yeah. Well, you got to get, like, real deep in there. Yeah. <laughs> or else it's just going to spit it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dog. You can't, like, just put it in the mouth. You got like, <laughs> to, She had to, like, really stuff it in there and start rubbing his throat to get him to swallow it. <laughs> Disclaimer, uh, E should not be trusted with giving dog status. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Haku gets that and he like spits something out and it's like this little stamp with the like slug like thing on it mm-hmm. and uh Kamaji's like fucking get the thing it's it's the it's the protective spell get it and like she just tried to stomp on it and it's it's disgusting because it's like, <laughs> like she what? with her bare foot she stomps on it and it's yeah. like stomping on a slug yeah and then they do like he's like wait you have to break the curse and he does like <laughs> this little chop. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's, like, just a Japanese thing oh, yeah, in general. Like, she holds her hands in a circle, and he, like, chops it in half to break it. <laughs> and then the greatest scene in cinema oh, history. Oh, my gosh, yeah. When the rat baby, little rat thing, and the sprites yeah, reenact Bo, Yeah, Bo, like, steps on the f- left-behind footprint, and, it, like, he holds his hand in a circle for one of the soots, and the soot cuts in half, and they all start yeah! cheering. <laughs> that's it's part's so amazing. great. Uh, yeah, and then also Lin's down there, and, like, uh, Sen... Uh, Yubaba's looking for you, and uh, Seton's like, okay. <laughs> right, well, I, I guess he's fine now, so I'll yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, so basically tells Kamaji that, you know, look over him, make sure that he doesn't get worse. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to find Zalumba, Zimbabwe. Zeniba? I'm going to Zimbabwe. I'm going to Zimbabwe. Z E N I B A. Yeah, Zeniba. Zeniba. And Kamaji gives her, like, these little tickets. Train tickets. Train tickets. Uh, so she goes to visit No Face, who is 
basically just threatening to eat someone unless they give him all the food and sen <laughs> yeah all, he's, he's like, asking for sen in yeah. particular yeah yeah and you was like where the fuck sen at <laughs> god damn it sen what do i pay you for <laughs> So you like, don't. you don't pay me. <laughs> She's like, but not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sen gets in there with No Face, and No Face is like trying to be like, hey, look, uh, there's food. I could give you all the gold. And she's like, no, you can't give me what I need. Damn. He's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Kind of throwing a tantrum. <laughs> yeah, exactly what he says. And then he's like, come on, come on over. And Sen's like, uh, what, so you can eat me? And he's like, no. Come on. He's like, no. Why she's like, I? hey, how about you eat this first and tosses the other half of the moss ball into his mouth and he starts immediately puking. Yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, what did you poison me You with? fucking asshole. I'm going to get you. So she starts running and he's just puking everywhere as he's chasing her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and hey, Robbie. Yo. <laughs> why don't you tell the folks what, what you told us during when we were watching this scene? Oh, yeah. Because... Uh, <laughs> I think it was whenever I was in Job Corps, like, because we had, like, a little theater there, which was basically just, like, a room that could fit maybe, like, 50 people in it, and they had a projector on the wall, and we would just watch movies there. I think it was there that I saw it, but I remember just, like, walking by, like, that scene where she's running down the stairs being chased by this monster that's leaving this black ichor And just everywhere, puking everywhere. And puking everywhere. Uh, like, I just saw that scene. I was like, what the hell is this movie? <laughs> I love, because, like, that's, like, the weirdest scene in this whole movie, yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah, the most, like, that, the out of context, yeah. like, the weirdest thing you could see. You're I like, want what? everyone to imagine if you were, like, walked by someone watching a movie, and the only thing you saw is, like, a little girl getting chased by a monster that's just puking everywhere. You have no <laughs> other context. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, she's, like, running... Uh, no face is basically puking everyone out now. Yeah. And uh she jumps on a little boat type thing with uh Lynn and No Face <laughs> starts following her, just jumps into the lake. Yeah. Uh and they go to the train tracks. And Yay. uh they all get on the train, No Face joins them. Because uh, she was like, uh No Face gotta join us because this bathhouse isn't good for him. Yeah, that's where you see the iconic uh, sc- like screen grab that yeah. most people would know, even if you haven't seen this movie of yeah. No Face on the train with Chihiro. Yeah, chilling. that and like when the train's passing No Face and like the waves. Hit yeah, because no yeah. like, ah. like, they ah. made a, they made a meme of that, or just like whenever someone overdoes something, like whenever something gets popular and it, there's too much of it, it's like him walking and <laughs> yeah. then like just a text of whatever's super popular. It's like Justin Bieber's baby, just like waves. It just says like, like ah. Undertale. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, ah. <laughs> then it's now it's Delta Rue. <laughs> but yeah. uh so they get on the train. It's, I love this scene so much because like it's so somber. It's it's just great. Yeah, having a hugely chaotic scene to like just this kind of somber little scene of this as D so eloquently put it, the water train, <laughs> the water, <laughs> water train, train. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, kind of going on its path, and they're just kind of just sitting and relaxing for a second yeah. after this they're, chaotic. Moment. Yeah, they're on the last stop. Uh, while this happens, uh. Uh, Kazu, Kazu, Yubaba? No, Haku. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Haku wakes yeah. up and is like, "Oh shit, uh, we're Yubaba. Hey, you fucking idiot! <laughs> You're dumb. Uh, Sen, you you want Sen, but Sen has something you need." And Yubaba's like, 
oh fuck my baby <laughs> oh my child no. well first like she starts complaining about like oh all this gold he left us behind it's not even gonna pay for all the repairs of the damage that he did yeah and then saying that she's gonna kill sen yeah she's basically gonna kill sen <laughs> And, and eat her like, parents. Well, yeah. Well, Sen already left. It's like, well, we're gonna turn her parents into bacon then. Yeah. And it's like, well, Sen like, played you for a fool, yeah. and that's when all the gold turns to pebbles. Yeah. And Hawk is like, uh, uh-uh. uh, you're uh-uh. dumb. And he's like, all right, I'll go get your baby if you let Sen and her parents go. And you was like, all right, but I get to fucking murder you after. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, she was like, and what about you? I might as well cut you up after. And he's like, okay. He's like, bet. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and uh, the final stop of the train, uh, Chihiro and No-Face and Bo and the Crow. The Crow is suddenly a very important character. Bo and the Crow. Bo and the Crow. (laughs) Sounds like a band, Bo and the Crow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, there's, like, a lot of fun little moments with Bo as a rat where Mm, he's, like, getting kind of uh, independent, basically. Um, going out and seeing the world for the very first time, which, in a weird way, Bo is almost the opposite of Chihiro, just because, like, Chihiro, she wants to stay where she was before and, like, is scared of this whole big new world around her compared to Bo, who never left that room because the world's filled with germs. And then the first time that he finally gets out into the real world, it's this new, exciting thing that he wants to explore. Yeah, it's a good dichotomy. Also, I almost skipped over one of my favorite scenes in the movie, uh, when she's on the train and it's like really dark out and it's kind of like this night district looking area and she's just kind of looking wistfully at the horizon. I love this scene because like you can see this like willful determination in her face, but if you look in the reflection, it's very like sad and somber. I, I like to imagine it was probably on purpose mm-hmm. knowing Ghibli, but like I think it like really encapsulates her whole character arc at this moment. Or she's, like, really determined, but at the same time, she is still just a scared little kid. Yeah, she's just, like, forced to really, you know, buck up and do yeah. this. Has to put on a brave face. She has to nut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they keep walking. They meet this little lamp with a glove. I love him. Um, <laughs> you joked that it was Pixar. Yeah. It actually is literally a reference to the Pixar oh, lamp. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, it's one of those things, because last week we were talking about how some Ghibli movies... Uh, uh, ended up collaborating with Disney in order to actually yeah release in America their, yeah Western release like uh, How's Moving Castle is one of them that's a technically a Pixar movie yeah hmm. it's really weird to think of and I think it's weird to wait one of the Disney ones it was 2001 that was around Stitch I mm. I don't think so the fact that it's on HBO tells me no I don't think I Disney airs any of their mm-hmm. no I don't think they do because I don't think they still have the rights to probably the not anime no. they air. Uh, that's it neither here nor there you can look it up if you're really interested uh, listeners at home <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, they get to Kenobi <laughs> they get to Obi-Wan Kenobi Kenoba Zenibu Zeniba. Zenuba they get to Zeniba's house and like they're like hey come in come in and she's like hey I got your stamp and she's like that thing fucking should have killed you, but okay. Yeah. She's, she's like, like no, wow. I stamped on the slug, and she's like, ah, that was my sister's slug to control Haku. Yeah, the whole time. Oh, my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, let's just have some tea. Yeah. I like how I, she's always like, fuck her, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you had an asshole sister. Yeah, that old bat. <laughs> well, what I like about this, because they don't even say that, that they're sisters as much as they're two halves of a whole. So yeah. it's almost like mm-hmm. a yin and a yang between them. Yeah. I mean, they said older twin at the paper 
Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. But she doesn't call her an older sister. She uh as much in this scene at least she says yeah. I'm uh, half of her. Yeah, the the good half. Well, mm-hmm. ultimately I'm going to say this is definitely really inspired by the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like so the, the wicked, wicked witch of the west and the good witch of the east. Yeah. So all that happens uh uh Haku shows up at the house and she hears like, "Oh my gosh, you're here." Yeah. And uh, they're like, "Hey, you guys, you you two, go on, you, you get back there. You two lovebirds, get on out Yeehaw. there." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually forgot. I forgot the whole other witch is in this movie until I, she came up again. I was like, "Oh, that's why they go on the train." Duh. Yeah, <laughs> but I do like that because it does show like a little bit more of like. Bo and the crow. Uh, yeah, like mm-hmm. they they get their own little mini arc, which is great. Yeah, well, not really the crow because you don't know what the crow's opinions were prior to being <laughs> a fly. But yeah, well, <laughs> one thing I do like about that scene though is like, oh, like oh yeah, well you turn them into a rat and a little tiny oh, yeah. sprite crow, so you can turn them back. Like, oh, that spell uh, left a long time ago. They can turn back whenever they want, and they just both nod their heads, no, like no, I'm yeah. comfortable this way. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Haku takes it back as they're going. Chiro's like, "Haku, I remember who you were. You're the Haku, the the river." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh shit!" and it explodes, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh my gosh, I I was like drowning in this river one time when and I forgot about it, but then my parents always talked about how I was drowning in this river this one time, and it was you, <laughs> and, Haku. Yeah, you are the river." You saved me from you. <laughs> you saved me from yourself. You saved me only because I decided not to kill you. <laughs> but yeah, so like they, they had that connection, which is there was a thing where Hawk was like, yeah, I remember that name Chihiro for some reason. I, I remember you. And so like this was her remembering uh, Zahaku, I guess is his name now. She's uh, like, I remember the, the last bit of oxygen leaving your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, as yeah, so they go back. Uh, you see... Yubaba with like this pen of six or ten pigs. Yeah. And she, she's like, oh my God, this fucking goddamn it. I just swear to God. And they get back <laughs> and she's like, well, where's my child? And the, like the fly brings the rat up and the, the bow falls down as in his original form. In a perfect T pose. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Mom, if you're not nice to send, I'm going to fucking hate you for the rest of my life. Teenagers. I know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Sen, or Chihiro, I guess we could say now, because everyone's like, yeah, that's Chihiro now. Uh, Chihiro's, like, final thing before she can leave is she has to identify her parents out of the pig pen. Uh, and that's her final task. And when she, she goes up to it, she's like, my parents aren't here. What the hell? What's this about? And then her contract explodes. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, woo! Yeah! My favorite part was when she was like, being, she like didn't want to let her go. She's like, but you have to do one more task. And everyone, oh, yeah, and everyone's like, boo! Like, boo! <laughs> I love, because like every time in the background, you can see like the like group of everyone. Uh-huh. And I love watching them like scramble over on top of each other when yeah. they start moving. But uh, yeah, so Chihiro figured it out. She gets to go home. Uh, one final thing happens. Uh, Haku, or Zahaku is watching with her and is like, "Hey, you know, we've had a good time, but you guys just gotta go, and you gotta go through the tunnel and never, and you can't look back." And she was like, "What about you?" He's like, I, "I'm, I'm a river." 
<laughs> He's like, I'm fucking water, dude. Yeah. I, 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 you can remember me next time you drink water. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Every cup, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> kind of almost gives like an empty promise of like, I'll, I'll get yeah, my freedom one of these days. Yeah, we'll meet each other again. Uh, so her parents are waiting at her at the bottom of the hill. And as she's going to... T- as she's leaving, she was going to take a look back, but remembered that she can't look back. So she goes forward through the tunnel with her parents and they get back to the car, which is just covered in branches and dust all in the car. <laughs> as they said, it takes a long time for dust to get inside a car. I feel <laughs> yeah. like And the parents are like them damn hooligans. Yeah. Fuck it. Oh, they got us with the old put dust inside our car. <laughs> Where do you even get dust? <laughs> it's just a bunch of sawdust just yeah. threw in the car. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I think kind of shows like, you know, for when they're in this other world, they were gone a lot longer than just a couple of days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chihiro, well, like, Chihiro talks about how she felt like she met, well, I guess that was to say that she drowned in Haku's river. Yeah. But, like, they talk a lot about how, like, it's felt like a long journey and stuff. So it probably has been a long time, ultimately, that she was there. Um, And then, you know, the don't look back harkens back to the old uh, Greek mythology. Do you remember off the top of your head? Is that the one that? that wait, I'm, I think I'm it's, thinking of the Bible where they turn well, to salt. It's, yeah, that's where it's the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a Greek one too where like he's taking his wife out of the underworld, mm. and they're like, "Hey, yeah, you can't look back." That. Yeah. Um. So it's like that old mythos, which is I, I think that one's always fun. This is like the first time I've seen it where they followed the rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't turn to salt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what would happen if she turned back. I don't. I, I assume she would get stuck in the world. It's just a jump scare. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just Haku like, what the fuck did I just tell you? <laughs> He's just flipping her off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, and they drive off, and like it ends with Chihiro just kind of looking at the tunnel, like, v- grown as a person, ultimately. Yeah. And it just ends with them driving off, and that's it. Like, it's not like a really bombastic yeah. ending, ultimately. Well, it's not, but, like, the journey kind of shows that it changed her as an yeah. entire person. Even, so, like, like, going as far as you, uh, Zamiba, like, get, made her a, uh, a hair tie. Hair tie. Same for protection from what? I don't really know. Yeah, just I like a from Yubaba, charm. but, yeah, basically, she just says this will protect you. Yeah. And, like, Chihiro, like, looks back with the hair tie and then gets in the car as they leave. But yeah, that's spirited away. Like yeah. one of the the journey matters more than the destination for sure in this movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Like yeah, I think that's a theme. I, I guess that I'm noticing with Ghibli. Ghibli like, like they, they have the ends endings. are so like sudden. Yeah. It feels like they're just like okay, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what I like about the endings that they do for Ghibli movies is so much like this is just a part of a bigger narrative almost like yeah. this is a this is a chapter in a book almost yeah. so like like this there is ultimately is like chihiro learned how to like accept the new mm-hmm. and now we'll have to use that to get used to our new town that she's living in right and, and they'll she'll get there and they'll please like holy fuck you guys were missing for like 10 <laughs> weeks it's been what? it's been eight years <laughs> <laughs> why, why is she still 10 what yeah <laughs> all of them are the same age <laughs> But yeah, like it's kind of just the sense of life goes on even after the all right, even after the journey has ended. It kind of has mm-hmm. that feeling too, which I honestly love with in movies. Yeah, too. I I much prefer like a. I mean, uh, it depends on the like time and place of the movie and all right. that. Like, not every movie has to do this, but I do love when a movie can just end on like this isn't really the ending. This is just the beginning of right. the story. Because mm-hmm. like 
uh, this is a lesson learned in a bigger plot yeah like they, it's a big thing about the hero's journey is like them changing as a person and like especially like this movie with Chihiro like she now has the strength to deal with the unknown that she didn't at the start of this movie the start she was very scared and timid and like relied on her parents for everything but by the end she learned independency also she's 10 so this kind of <laughs> yeah <laughs> it feels kind of weird talking so, to her like this. so she moves out yeah she's like <laughs> i'm kind of good mom and dad i'm gonna find a river go work for the bathhouse yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh spirited away like amazing movie but no i know that this very much is considered to be one of the masterpieces of the Ghibli studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Often regarded as Ghibli's best or one of their best. Uh, many people would regard uh, Spirited Away as just like one of the best movies ever made. Um, I I honestly personally would probably agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like I think every single person should watch this at some point in their life. Um, I don't care if you're 87, go out and watch it. <laughs> Go, it, hits. <laughs> it hits different it hits different at different points in your life like yeah. this is one this is a movie i think you should kind of come back to every mm-hmm. like every half a decade or so maybe every decade if you're really like busy i guess too busy to yeah. watch a two-hour movie every five years yeah like i was saying i got, i saw this when i was young like a few times just mm-hmm. on tv or whatever yeah and it kind of it was probably one of the things that got me into liking anime and just like subconsciously but then even watching it later it's just better because i notice i'm more into the story and i notice yeah. and appreciate like the animation and the art a lot more and all that so it just it just the ghibli movies just get better as i watch them yeah and um i don't talk about this a lot because it's usually not my jurisdiction i i love the score in this movie oh, it's so beautiful. much like ghibli's always really good i think this is like some of the peak ghibli songs like it's mm-hmm. so hard to explain because they're ultimately like very orchestral mm-hmm. and like simple kind of things but like god it's so good and they sound so perfect for every scene they are in Even, especially like the the scene where Chihiro's crying while eating the mm-hmm. onigiri the song just like swells up and like in the song alone you feel the entire weight of everything like the f- masterpiece of a score like yeah. I, I generally just listen to this song's from Spirit Away a lot with the little lo-fi mix little Spirit <laughs> no. Away I mean, lo-fi to be fair uh, after we watched um, Mononoke uh, yeah Princess Mononoke mm. I actually went on Spotify and started listening to the uh, yeah. to the soundtrack to that because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this poor guy's name Joe Hisa- Hisashi Hisai it's like H-I-S-A-I S-H-S-H-I right Hisaishi 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 sounds Hisaishi, right. Hisaishi, yeah. probably. But yeah, Hisaishi. he's an amazing composer. Yeah. Like, Ghibli uses him a lot, and it's for good reason. Oh, yeah. mm. He is definitely up there with the with the greats when it comes to composure. <laughs> yes, he is great composure. <laughs> he, he, he stands up tall. <laughs> That's a word I was looking for. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, the music is great in this. The animation is fantastic yeah, in this. Like, mm-hmm. This is I would I hesitate a lot to talk about things I don't like about Spirited Away. Honestly, like I don't know. It, like you, you, you could hold a gun to my head and I could lie because there's a gun to my and head. I could but lie, like, but like realistically, I don't know if I have like any real issues with this movie. Yeah, I think this really. is one of the movies I would describe as perfect in a lot of ways. I guess like we can probably move on to our final thoughts unless yeah. someone has something they want to talk about real quick. I. 
the only thing I could think of is there's probably different times in my life that this would have been a better watch for me than right yeah. now because I've honestly had a lot of big moves in my life. Like mm-hmm. my parents divorced whenever I was three, and I went from moving to I, like I lived in Kansas City, which was basically a, a big city, to the little tiny town that I grew up in. And yeah, had to relearn everything at the age of three for that one and then again whenever i was 20 i moved from that small little town to salt lake city because i had no other choice if i wanted to find a job basically and then about four years ago from salt lake city to here yeah like i think that probably is a big impact on me is when i watched it was not too long after i moved away for i say for college i lived in the same city as my parents they just uh i just got uh second-handedly kicked out (laughs) but no like it's still the same thing though it's still going from that place of comfort that you've always known to something new and scary yeah way. it's like, it's a big thing like honestly from what you described to me like if you watched this when it came out in 2001 it sounds like that would have been really uh either impactful. 2001 or probably in 2011 or 2012 whenever i moved to salt lake city because once again like i went to you know the place that i grew up in the place that, like the only place that i really knew uh to the place that you and dry like to compare prison to <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like yeah there's like different points in my life i think this would have hit me harder but i still get that feeling yeah. of because like, like i've been there of having you know kind of moving to some or something new and something having to just be okay with that change in your life yeah and like um, i would say most ghibli movies do a good job of this but like this movie doesn't talk down to you mm-hmm. like it never like it respects you as a person by like not trying to explain Chihiro. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't you don't get Lynn having a scene where like like when Chihiro breaks down, Lynn just kinda tells someone like, Oh, she's just exhausted. Like it's not Lynn being like, Oh yeah, Chihiro's really sad because uh, her parents turned into pigs and uh yeah. <laughs> what like, can you do? <laughs> yeah. Like it's it doesn't talk down to you by like having someone else explain Chihiro's feelings secondhand. Right. And mm-hmm. like I think that's very important and I think that's why I it would resonate a lot with children. Because um, I think we talked about this in Mononoke. Children know when they're being talked down to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, like, uh, children are always much smarter than anyone would ever want to give them credit for. And, like, Jiraiya ta- says he, like, admits this is one of the benefits of animation. Like, being able to, like, have such a wild-out concept like Spirit Away to help explain something such as, like, the uneasiness of a big move and like uprooting your life is important like Mm -hmm. this isn't just a crazy fantastical adventure i don't think it would have stood in so many people's minds if it was just like wild bathhouse crazy right demons (laughs) what if that was the name of the movie (laughs) that's the american title wild bathhouse (laughs) crazy demons (laughs) like it's so important because of that um so yeah, I'll, I'll start on the final thoughts. You could probably guess. Um, this is like a perfect movie to me. There are so few movies that hit me immediately like this one did. Like, there's a lot of movies that became some of my p- favorite movies that like it wasn't until rethinking about it or like learning watching a second time. Immediately after watching this one, I fell in love with it, and watching it a second time only like reinforced that feeling to me this is genuinely one of the greatest movies of all time in my opinion and i think with that said i would give this a 10 out of 10 yeah yeah uh d why don't you go next 
Well, this movie has basically everything that I like. It's fantasy. It's animation. Beautiful animation, by the way. Painstakingly <laughs> crafted backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Amazing character design. Uh, obviously a great story. Um, the score, you know, we mm. just can't talk enough about it. But uh, And even some, like, eerie kind of creepy things in this. Yeah. And, and just, like... Very, you know, the, some scary images. Yeah, yeah just like everything I like, honestly, like into yeah. one package of just an amazing animated feature film that, uh, yeah, I think everyone should give this a try. Even if you don't like anime, this is a movie that you could probably like yeah. still. I joked about it, like that Jiraiya's gone, we're watching so much crazy <laughs> anime, but like it's I, it's an anime that doesn't like feel like an anime. Yeah, these are like ones that are just for everyone, you know, yeah. that it's just a good movie, uh, not just a good anime movie. It's a great movie. It's funny enough, one of those things that Neil Gaiman said whenever he did the when he did the localization for Princess Mononoke is that the only reason why Studio Ghibli films are animated is because there's this big bombastic world that cannot be fit inside mm-hmm. of our yeah. real world. So it has to be animated like I this would if they tried to like do a quote unquote live action version of this, I think oh, it just it wouldn't would work. Work, yeah. yeah. You'd immediately be taken out by anything you looked at. Yeah, there's a reason it's animated, and I that's one of the reasons I love animation so much is because you can just actually give these crazy stories and ideas a real world and build it. Mm-hmm. So all that being said, um, this movie I'd probably give it a nine point five out of ten, and that's just because I have other Ghibli movies I like more than this. Not saying anything is bad about yeah. this movie. Yeah. It's just I think there's better Ghiblis. Not many, but maybe two. He is, of course, <laughs> talking about uh, The Cat Returns, everyone's yeah. favorite. <laughs> I'm, of course, talking about Ponyo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and Robbie, why don't you round us out? So for me, once again, uh, animation, fantastic. Whether the backgrounds or what's happening in the forefront, it's so detailed. It's so much love and care is put into every single frame of this movie just like most studio ghibli movies mm-hmm. and along with the score that goes along with it is very much you know joe hayasashi shashi hisaishi but anyways just come joe <laughs> yeah my but, boy joe <laughs> my boy joe like that guy does his music well mm-hmm. uh the score for this is fantastic uh it tells very much a very down-to-earth story in a very bombastic way with you know this bathhouse with all these creatures and everything which like i said almost feels like like labyrinth in a way which both of them are their own very much their own uh storylines and everything and have pretty much nothing to do with each other but a lot of the imagery kind of reminded me of that in a weird way uh i could see where some other pieces of media kind of got some inspiration from this too like i actually also made that joke of uh how uh haku's uh real name is frisk because they have the same haircut and that <laughs> one point in time when he's giving uh chihiro, chihiro? Ch- yeah chihiro i almost called her chichiro uh, <laughs> that's when, a different character <laughs> uh whenever he gives a uh, chihiro back her clothes like he gives her a white and green striped shirt and that's the first thing that came to mind was undertale yeah <laughs> um it could be also you've just played undertale so it's very fresh maybe, in your mind. maybe. <laughs> but uh yeah like all in all, it is a great movie. It has a really good storyline, which is kind of, in a weird way, is like a river flowing. And like like we said before, some parts are calm, some parts are very fast or fast yeah. paced. But even when you get to the end of your destination, the river still keeps flowing, which 
I think they do a really good job with their storytelling of that too. I will say though, I in a weird way, I still like Princess Mononoke more than I like this that's, one. You're which, legally allowed to. It's not <laughs> <laughs> that that is one that's above that this movie for me as well. Yeah, but I think part of that also is like that was my introduction to Studio Ghibli, and like it still has like that nostalgia, and I think. In a weird way, the message hits me a little bit harder, even though I do have some personal stakes in, like, you know, my personal history of, like, all the different times that I had to, like, pick up my entire life and move and, like, change everything just to, you know, survive. And, but all in all, like, this is a very beautifully done story. And I think for counting on when you watch it in your lifetime, because everybody's going to have that big move, like, whether it's just out of your parents' house to go live on your own, or whether you're moving to a different state or a different city or a different country even like it does resonate with people like that and i do totally get that so i i'd also give this a nine out of ten i would just say that the nine out of ten i gave princess mononoke is just right above spirited away but they're both <laughs> fantastic so 9.01 <laughs> maybe 9.02 <laughs> but that is spirited away another another big one for us honestly yeah like one everyone talks about uh if you guys want to get a hold of us for any reason, uh, we have a link tree, which gives you links to all our social medias, all the places you can listen to us, and all the places you can watch us. Because we have a Twitch stream that we stream on twice a week, every Wednesday and every Saturday. Uh, are They've been a little different than usual since the No Jiraiya thing. Uh, <laughs> it will be last week when this episode comes out, but... Uh, Last Wednesday, me and D are probably going to be playing some fighting games or yeah. something similar. And uh, last Saturday, me and Robbie are going to be doing some duo games, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> and, but also, yeah. if you can't show up to the Twitch streams, we do put our vods on YouTube afterwards too. Yep. You can you can watch them anyways. Watch the watch the <laughs> watch the PlayStation's All Star Battle Royale episode because that's our most popular one. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's that. If you want to send us a message directly, you can email us at the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. The last ones in podcast at gmail.com. You can send us your ways. <laughs> send Spirit us your moss balls, please. <laughs> send us your moss balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, that's, that's everywhere you can find us. Uh, why don't you get us out of here, Robbie? All right. So. If you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another and make sure to be safe. And whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you, D, for joining us. No problem. Always a great time to be here. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Robbie, for watching the movie. <laughs> it was a great movie. Thank me, me, for bringing this movie. I definitely... It was me who brought it. I'm I'm the I'm one who there. likes the spirit in a way. <laughs> <laughs> thank me, me, welcome. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Soraya, for not being here while we watch anime. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, and we for will... him being spirited away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we will see you guys next time. We still said it both ways. You can't yell at us for how we said Ghibli. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.